New Cardinals catcher Wilson Contreras makes his first statement since signing with the Cardinals. What's the latest with the shortstop market? And are the Cardinals still involved at all? Plus, who was this 32-year-old pitcher that the Cardinals plucked from the New York Yankees in the Rule 5 draft? We'll talk about it all on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be on iTunes or Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're free and available. And then we've also got the YouTube channel, which is going strong. If you are a part of this, be sure to like and subscribe and be not so afraid to comment down below because what's happening is that we're getting awesome back and forth between Cardinals fans. It's so far so good. I haven't seen any toxic behavior or anything crazy going on there. Uh, everybody seems just eager to chit chat about the Cardinals, especially now that we got some things going on. So uh, don't be shy. Feel free. And uh, I'll try to respond to as many of these uh, different comments as I can. Good and bad. It's okay. Whatever your opinion is, nobody's going to hate on you for it. Be sure to hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. So yesterday was a big day. The Cardinals made history, agreeing in terms with free agent catcher Wilson Contreras, formerly of the Chicago Cubs, on a five-year $87.5 million deal, which is the largest financial deal in Cardinals history among players who hadn't previously played for the organization, surpassing that of another former Cub, Dexter Fowler, who signed with the Cardinals for $82.5 million in five years back in 2016. Isn't that kind of crazy, though, that like uh, out of all the free agents and stuff like, you know, you see these crazy numbers that are going on right now. You know, we're 280 million, 300 million. And the Cardinals have gone up five million, <laughs> five million since 2016 to give off their largest contract that they, they've ever given to somebody who wasn't already with them. I find that amazing that it's only gone up $5 million since 2016. And I've seen plenty of fans who don't like this deal compare uh, the, the Contreras deal with the Fowler deal due to its similarities with the guy's age coming from the Cubs being five-year deals. But let's be honest, Dexter Fowler was never considered one of the top outfielders in baseball offensively or defensively. He wasn't. Now Contreras is considered one of the best offensive catchers in all of baseball. Uh, Fowler was just a solid player. He really was coming off a championship season with the Cubs and the Cardinals thought he could be that missing piece at the top of the order. And most people think that Fowler was terrible while he was in St. Louis. And that, that's actually not accurate. And he gets a bad rep because of how things ended with the team. But Fowler's first year with St. Louis, he hit 264 with 18 home runs and 64 RBIs. The 18 dingers and 64 ribbies were career highs at that time. And he did that in 118 games, so uh, didn't play a full season and still put up those numbers. Year two, the injuries got him, and he only played in 90 games, hit a career-low 180, eight home runs, 31 RBIs. But year three, he bounces back. He hits 19 home runs and 67 RBIs, setting new career highs once again. Batting average, yeah, that slipped, 238. 
And it did take him 150 games to get those numbers, but still not garbage by any means. You know, it's not like this is like just awful stats that you're getting. Then you get the 2020 COVID year, which, you know, whatever, doesn't produce all that well. And then they ship him off to the Angels for 2021 because the team just didn't have a spot for him anymore. They really didn't. They kind of were doing him a solid by sending him out west to play with the Angels because he would get some playing time there. They would use him, and they were just like, look, you, you know, you, you don't have a spot here anymore. And ate the remaining year of that deal. You know, they, they paid for that. And he lasted only seven games in L.A. before he hurt his knee, and he hasn't played since. So you do see the similarities, and honestly, if you can get 18 home runs and 64 RBIs from Contreras this season, I don't think you would be all that angry, would you? If that's what he ended up with, maybe a little disappointed. I know we're hoping for better numbers than that, but 18 and 64, that's not awful for the catcher position, you know? So we hope we get more than that, especially with this lineup, and the fan base appears to be excited about the signing of Wilson Contreras, and so does Wilson Contreras. He put together a write-up with the Players' Tribunes at uh, theplayerstribune.com, and here's what the newest Cardinal had to say. And he wrote this himself. He starts off talking about Yachty, says, first things first, no one could ever replace Yachty or Molina. We all know that. It's impossible. Actually, if there's some word that means even more impossible than the word impossible, that's what it is. Yadier Molina is a legend. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it. Yadier's a mentor and an inspiration to people like me. He's the person we look up to, the role model. I admire, I admire everything about him, what he did for his team, for this game, for the community of St. Louis. He's the guy who set the bar that everyone else is trying to reach. So yeah, Yadier, he's not someone you ever replace, and I'm definitely not looking to do that. But I do want to say, that one of the biggest reasons why I'm so excited to be joining the St. Louis Cardinals is because it is going to be a huge honor to try to carry on the tradition of excellence that Yachty established during his 19-year career in the big leagues. I've learned so much from that guy over the years by watching him play, how he carries himself, his passion, all of that stuff is impossible to miss. Uh, everything about the dedication he had, how hard he worked, the type of player and teammate he was, wanting to get better each and every day. It's all one of a kind. And all of it has me inspired to keep pushing to improve so that I can be the very best player and leader possible for the Cardinals. This is truly going to be one of the great honors of my entire life. So I couldn't be more excited about coming to St. Louis. It's a dream come true for sure. Pretty good stuff, right? He then goes on to talk about his time in Chicago with the Cubs and how great it was. But then he says, but now my team is the Cardinals. And I'm not going to read this whole thing that he wrote up. It's really, really good. So what I'll do for you, uh, I'll put the link in the description on the YouTube page here, or you can go to our Twitter page at LO underscore Cardinals, where I've posted it up there and retweeted it a couple times. But uh, a couple of other lines that st stood out to me on this one, and it's a long write-up. You know, it took him some time to put this together. Uh, he said, it's just all about winning. I will leave my heart out there on the field for this team, for this town, for St. Louis. Just from playing against the Cards for all these years and knowing firsthand about their fan base, the energy of their stadium, the passion the city has for baseball, I could always tell there was something really special there. It stuck with me. Going through this process, I envisioned myself with different teams, and when I closed my eyes and saw myself behind the plate for the St. Louis Cardinals, I don't know. I just really loved how that felt. It felt right. And I can tell that playing for this team is going to be incredible. This is a team that's built to win. They're built to win now, and they're built to win in the future, too. 
It's a team that's constantly improving, and this roster is filled with amazing players. Arenado, Goldschmidt, Edmund, Gorman, all those pitchers. I could go on and on. It's just super exciting to me. I can't wait to get to spend time with all of them and get to know them and start working toward a world championship. I know what it takes to get there. I'm driven to get back. I want it more than anything. So this couldn't be more of a win-win. It's the perfect match. I can't wait to get started. Now let's go out and win some titles together, St. Louis. Wow. Right? Right? I mean, who's ready to run through a brick wall with Wilson Contreras to bring home that title? Hell yeah, dude. See, that's the passion that we love in St. Louis. And that's the fire that I feel like this squad needs. And I think that's a main reason why they were like, you know what? This guy's worth the money. That stuff right there that he said, that gets me pumped. Wilson, it's safe to say, I think you and Cardinal Nation are going to get along just fine. So uh, welcome aboard. So now the Contreras is here, pending a physical, of course. The, not everything is done just yet, but what else are the Cardinals going to do to make a push for a championship? That's the question everybody's asking. They're like, great, Contreras is cool. What else you got? I mean, as much as Contreras fits the need, you get the bat, you get the catcher. There are still some areas on this team, and we all know it, that they can improve at. And one of those spots could be the shortstop position. Now, I've got the latest on that market and whether the Cardinals will be players in it next on Locked on Cardinals. BetOnline.net should be and is the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. When I say it should be, it should be your number one source like it is mine. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting fix on whichever sport you're interested in. World Cup betting. That's something that's huge right now, obviously. It sucks that the U.S. is not in it anymore, but still, it's it's been a lot of fun to watch over the last week or so. Uh, you've got another week of NFL football, which began tonight. Raiders at the Rams right now. Uh, this week, some of the games have stood out to me. Bengals, five and a half favorites at home over the Browns. Only five and a half? Only? I mean, the, the Bengals have been humming lately, right? Coming off another win over the Chiefs. Uh, Eagles by seven at the Giants. Division rivals, usually those are pretty close games. I mean, maybe that one's going to be a little bit tighter than seven points. How about the Lions favored by two at home against the Vikings? What? Like, how did that happen? If I read that correctly, I think that's what it was. Uh, that's crazy to me. Head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I'm rocking my uh, blues gear tonight. Wasn't looking so good when I first started uh, <laughs> recording this podcast I think it was uh, end of the second, three to one. I don't know what's going on with that team this year, man. They just cannot seem to figure things out and be consistent, can they? All right, back to baseball. So of the four big-name shortstops that were available coming into free agency, only two of them remain. Trey Turner signs a nine-year, $300 million deal with Philly. And then late last night, a bombshell gets dropped when the Padres grab former Red Sox shortstop Xander Bogarts on an 11-year, $280 million deal. And the Padres were reportedly in on Trey Turner. They uh, reportedly put an offer out there for Aaron Judge. 
failed to land them. So they weren't taking any chances on losing Bogarts. And, uh, you know, people, the first question was like, why, what, huh? They already have a shortstop. His name's Fernando Tatis Jr. And he's pretty darn good when he's playing and healthy. You know, he got hurt and then he got suspended. And uh, people were asking, what's going on there? They, What are they going to do with this? And uh, my answer to that was that if you remember before last season when Tatis didn't even play, uh, they were already tinkering with playing him in the outfield. Um, they were saying they wanted to do that to kind of alleviate some of the wear and tear on his body that he was suffering from when he was playing shortstop. Remember, he's got that shoulder issue, and it keeps popping out. And um, it happened a few times while he was making plays at shortstop as well as just swinging the bat. So um, I think that's probably what's going to happen. He's going to end up being in uh, in left field or right field if they move Juan Soto over to first base, which has been talked about. Um, I don't think it is a – I don't think it means that they're going to trade him. I don't think that's what this signals. Um, I really don't. I don't think they're 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 to that level yet. Uh, John Denton from MLB.com tweeted this out. If the Padres try and trade Fernando Tatis Jr. and the shortstop waves his no trade clause, would the Cardinals re-engage the shortstop market? He says not likely after committing $87.5 million to catcher Wilson Contreras, but Tatis's $25 million AAV is a relative bargain. Contracts and prospects would need to be dealt. So Denton doesn't exactly shut the door on the idea that if Tatis Jr. became available, that the Cardinals would just be like, nah. But does does Fernando Tatis Jr. seem like a St. Louis Cardinal to you? Does he seem like the kind of guy that the Cardinals would want in their clubhouse? I mean, you've seen him getting yelled at by Manny Machado uh, in the dugout. Uh, all of the different injuries, the suspension, talented beyond belief and we know we liked his dad when he was in st louis right but he's been kind of a headache in san diego you know and perhaps something like this is just insurance in case something doesn't work out with tatis jr something stupid happens again uh also manny machado i believe has an opt-out after this season so if he decides that hey i'm gonna take my chances on the market again they can slide Tatis back to shortstop, move Bogarts over to third. So some insurance in case that happens too. Uh, as far as names like Carlos Correa and Dansby Swanson, who the Cardinals seem linked to a couple of days ago, uh, Jim Hayes at Valley Sports Midwest spoke with Mosellock and uh, when asked about uh, any other deals in the shortstop market, I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't have like the actual quotes in front of me. I just, you know, watch the video. Uh, he mentioned that they'd been in discussions over the last couple of weeks about some trades. They spoke with some pitching that was out there on the market, but that hasn't been a situation that they've been able to bring to a conclusion. Said there's plenty of time, though, before spring training if they need to do some things to improve the club. Uh, at shortstop, he spoke about Tommy Edmond and how he Tommy did an excellent job for them at short and how that wanting to give more opportunities to Gorman and Donovan, that getting a shortstop would just complicate the mix. He also said to remember what they have in the minor league system and with how Mason Wynn performed, he's someone that's coming and that they have high expectations for and that ultimately they feel protected up the middle. And that's something we talked about coming into the offseason. That's why it kind of shook all of us when you started to hear Cardinals are interested in Dansby Swanson. And you're like, wait, whoa, are they really going to go for that? And to me, all right, to me, it sounds like the book is 
like almost all the way closed <laughs> when it comes to adding a shortstop, especially the big guys like Correa or Swanson. And that's okay. Uh, going to all of this, it was sort of a pipe dream to think that they would spend money like that on any of these guys because we knew their contracts were going to be outrageous. Uh, you had the rumors on Monday, which really, you know, threw some fuel on the on the whole fire there. But after the, the, the money route that they did to get Contreras, instead of the trade route to go get someone like Sean Murphy in Oakland, the idea of spending big elsewhere is it's likely out the window. Okay. And we've all kind of accepted that. By the way, did you guys see, and I think I tweet, tweeted it out last night, but did you guys see what the reported asking price for Murphy was? And I think it was Derek Gould that uh, did a story on this, again, post-dispatch. But uh, late last night, it came out. The A's wanted number one pitching prospect, Gordon Graceffo, fan of a uh, friend of the podcast, I should say. He's been on here before. Uh, and uh, they also wanted Graceffo, Lars Newbar, and Brendan Donovan. That was their asking price for Sean Murphy. Now, you tell me, would you have pulled the trigger on that, you guys? I don't think so. I think the Cardinals made the right choice, and uh, paying for Contreras seems to be uh, the better fit there because that is a lot. I mean, think about that. Your top pitching prospect, your starting right fielder, and your starting second baseman who's a gold glove winner and a rookie of the year finalist. I mean, I know Sean Murphy's good, but that is steep. Uh, speaking of getting paid, some fans – uh, thought that Brandon Nimmo would be a good addition to the team, but that's done. He's heading back to the Mets. Eight years, $162 million, so you can scratch him off the list. Uh, the Mets also grab reliever David Robertson on a one-year $10 million contract, so you can cross him off too. And uh, old friend Jason Hayward has signed a minor league deal with the Dodgers. The Cubs still owe him $22 million after releasing him uh, this year, but He's going to try to catch on with the Dodgers, would make the league minimum if he uh, ends up making the team. He's only 33 years old. Like, we think about Jason Hayward as like he's in his late 30s now or something. He's not. When he was with the Cardinals, he was, what, 25? I think that's how old he was. And decided to go to the Cubs, thought they were going to be a better team, and they were. They won a World Series. I'm never the guy that was mad at Jason Hayward for taking the money and going with the Cubs because it worked out for him. And it still is because he's going to get $22 million and he doesn't even have to play for him. Uh, the team did take a guy from New York in the Rule 5 draft. I'll tell you about him next on Locked on Cardinals. So last night with the 25th pick, the Cardinals grabbed 32-year-old reliever Wilking Rodriguez from the Yankees farm system. Uh, Derek Gould did a write-up on the Post-Dispatch and at stltoday.com and says that Rodriguez is one of the oldest Rule 5 selections in memory, and he has not played for a major league team or an affiliate team since 2015. He was uh, on a Mexican team. And uh, Gould got a quote from Cardinals GM Michael Gersh, who said uh, this about Rodriguez. Pitched really well this year in Mexico, like really well. He was dominant. He's totally a non-traditional Rule 5 pick for sure. Throws up her 90s, good cutter. We'll give him a shot, see what happens. He's got juice. Uh, Rodriguez's numbers, I don't care what league you're in, it's pretty good. Six and two, 2.01 ERA, 73 Ks in 44 and two thirds innings. He struck out 43.2% of the batters he faced, and he walked only 13. And you guys know how much I am about how big I am on throwing strikes. And that's what I like to see swing and miss stuff, but yet in the zone, throwing strikes. Uh, the Cardinals apparently made an attempt to sign him midway through this past season, but his Mexican team declined the offer. And when their season ended, the Yankees swooped in and got his rights, but then left him unprotected in the Rule 5 draft, and the Cardinals were able to grab him. 
now here's what happened. So they draft him. He's now added to the 40-man roster. He's on the active roster, and he's got to stay there. Or he can be on the injured list if something like that happens, but he's got to stay on there for the entire season now for them to complete the ownership of his rights. Now, if they decide he can't make the team and they want to try to move him down to the minor leagues, they have to offer him back to the Yankees first. So those are the that's that's what happens with the Rule 5 draft. I know it's kind of goofy, but it is what it is. Uh, the Cardinals did lose one player in the draft. They lost double-A infielder Evan Mendoza, who was uh, selected by the Padres. Mendoza was a former 11th-round pick of the team. I don't know if he ever cracked the top 30 in prospects. He might have been on there for a little bit, but I, I tell you this much. He is on MLB The Show in the franchise mode, and uh, he never made it up to the pros <laughs> in any of my seasons. By the way, I know it's dorky, but I but I traded for Wilson Contreras in my franchise. I actually did this back in October because I had a good feeling he might be on this team. The dude looks good in red, man. He looks good in red. Uh, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Let's go, Blues! Let's get a dub.